Welcome to the Intentionally Inclusive Podcast. My name is Dr. Thelay Thatch, and I am the DEI Manager for Paychecks. I have been in this role since 2021, and I have more than two decades of human resources, talent management, diversity, and inclusion experience. I'm excited to be here today with my friend, Zach. Hello, hello. And Zach, tell us about yourself. Hi, friends. So I am Zach Walker. I am an HR business partner here at Paychex. I've been with the company for 15 years. And in that time, I've been all over the place in leadership and communications and in HR for the past several years. And I am very excited to be here with you, Thiele, to share some really cool new information about diversity, equity, and inclusion with all of our friends across the company. Thank you. So I want to take this opportunity to talk about DEI at Paychecks and just really to frame us, frame the conversation with what is the Paychecks IND strategy? And the strategy is to develop a culture of intentional inclusion and diversity that builds, supports, and retains a high-performing workforce reflective of the clients we serve. So about a year ago, Marty Musi shared that one thing that has emerged from this year's widespread calls for racial justice is an acknowledgement that there needs to be greater understanding of how systemic racism and inequity have impacted so many American lives, including our own coworkers, clients, friends, and families. And, you know, that statement was radical. And the fact that we were talking about systemic racism and racial justice just really catapulted the conversation around inclusion and diversity at Paychecks uh, more than we've ever seen in years. For those who don't know, I've been uh, with the company for two years, but I did start at Paychecks in 2005. So I started my career as an HR consultant. And so it's been an amazing journey watching um, paychecks grow in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And today we're going to just talk about some of the things that are happening uh, this month, things that are happening in our environment, and um, just have an honest discussion. So the pod, the purpose of this podcast of Intentionally Inclusive, inclusive say that five times, Intentionally Inclusive <laughs> Podcast, <laughs> is to provide a platform and space for us to dig deeper into our discussion around DEI. So people constantly ask, what is DEI? We're going to talk about that. And the purpose is to start to dive into the next layers of conversations around inclusion from the employee's perspective. So the podcast will be monthly. It will vary from interview or panel style at any given time, depending on our employees and what we want to share. And I will serve as the producer, and Zach will serve as the host and co-host, alternating with various guest hosts and co-hosts. So welcome to the very first Intentionally Inclusive Podcast. Yeah, that's right. So Zach, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so we have an exciting uh, month's worth of topics to talk about today. And then just sort of a plug for what's coming up. Thiele and I have planned out uh, a really cool year ahead of us too. So we have a lot of awesome topics that we hope will really resonate with all of you folks across the company, across the country, really across the world. Uh, so for this month, June is a really significant month for several segments of our communities here at Paychex. So we're going to be talking about Juneteenth, 
which is a celebration for the black community in the United States. We're going to be talking about Pride Month, which is a celebration for the LGBTQIA plus community across the U.S. So, uh, Thiele, are you ready to kind of jump in and, and talk about Juneteenth? Yeah, that's a really important topic and it's a lot to cover. So <laughs> we're going to do, our, do my best. Yeah, I have a lot of questions for you. I've, I've, I myself sure. have learned a lot about Juneteenth this month. And in fact, you and I were just talking yesterday when we were talking about doing this first episode about Juneteenth and about how it's not really something that most of us learned about in our younger lives, right? So there's a lot right. of really cool new stuff to to learn about it. So why don't we start out? At, can you tell me a little bit about what Juneteenth actually is? Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on what you said, because I've had a lot of reflection around Juneteenth and I didn't learn about it either. People mm -hmm. in my family as a black person um, my family didn't celebrate Juneteenth. We weren't aware of Juneteenth. And I've been just reflecting on the fact that it's an American holiday, right? It's, it yeah. really defines who we are as Americans. And so it is often referred to as a Black holiday. But what I've been thinking about and learning about as I look at Juneteenth is a celebration for all of us and how it's always said, if one of us isn't free, none of us are free, right? And so it's a celebration of all of our freedom. So Juneteenth is an annual holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. And it has been celebrated by African-Americans since the late 1800s. So here's the thing about Juneteenth that is controversial at times and, and controversial is that slaves had already been declared as forever freed when Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. Mm -hmm. However, the news did not reach Galveston, Texas and other areas until like 1865. So two years or more at any given, depending on where you were, slaves were not even aware that they were free. So that's a big chunk of our history, just of receiving freedom, but not being able to celebrate or recognize the freedom. And so freed people had a difficult time celebrating Juneteenth due to segregation laws. There were just so many barriers in the way at the time. I've recently learned that there was a flag uh, that was designed so we could celebrate our freedom and others could celebrate with us. You know, it was always about celebrating with everyone. And so there was a red, white, and blue flag with a star in the middle. And honestly, I had not learned about any of those things personally until this year around the flag and how Juneteenth was celebrated. Because like, like you, Zach, I wasn't taught that in school. Mm -hmm. And my parents weren't taught that in school and their grandparents weren't taught that. Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't something that we practice. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not it's something that is taught in school now, because one of the cool events that has just come up around Juneteenth is it was just declared by Congress and signed by President Biden. It became the 11th national holiday. So I think that's really cool yes. step in terms of so, recognition towards Juneteenth, like you said, as an American holiday and not just a holiday for a specific segment of the American population. Exactly. You said that perfectly, right? It's 
but it can be a really difficult conversation to have mm-hmm. that it took so long. And even me thinking about, well, where, how could I have advocated more for this holiday? Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to advocate for something you're not really aware of. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a kind of an exciting time, but also bittersweet when you think about how it feels like, and we're going to talk about it, hopefully a microaggression as a black woman, that it took these many years for it to be recognized. And when there were times that I was attempting to recognize it or understand, it was minimized and ignored. Hmm. Like, oh, no, that's, that's, that's not a holiday. Or, no, what? no, we'll never celebrate no. that. Or just, you know, what? That doesn't make any sense. And I, so I never, I never explored it personally any further either because it felt like it wasn't important to the people I was sharing it with. And at the time, it obviously wasn't important to the country, right? Mm-hmm. So I felt that way. So it really has a lot to digest. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, another thing that resonated me a bit is when you were talking about the flag, the fact that the flag itself is red, white, and blue. I think also Mm -hmm. goes a long way, and you were mentioning this yesterday, goes a long way towards recognizing that this is a really cool American holiday. It's a part of American history. It's an essential part of American history. And it's something that we all have cause to celebrate. You know, that that saying that none of us are free until all of us are free, I think is true. And it really is embodied in Juneteenth. Yeah, I just want to share this before we move on. And it's something I've been just literally over the past year, even before Juneteenth, the Juneteenth conversation came up. You know, my mother, people always ask me about my name. My name is Thiele. Mm -hmm. And my mother's name is Theola. And I know now uh, from doing the DNA test that I am 74% Senate. Police. Ah. Uh, my DNA is from, uh, I'm from Senegal. So I've started doing this kind of uh, practice to try to connect my lineage and my ancestry. So I am the daughter of Theola, who is the daughter of Lillian, who is the daughter of Lizzie, who is the daughter of Neely, who is the daughter of Nellie, who is the wife of Levi Wilson, who was born a slave in South Carolina. And wow. so I even had T-shirts made up. I just gave one to my mother, and it says, like, of of Theola, of Lillian, of Lizzie, of mm-hmm. Nellie, right, of Nellie. And then just reminding myself and my family, and this is something I started practicing in my family, is this is our lineage. And it's sad, but mm-hmm. my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, Levi Wilson, was a slave. And... That's as far as we can go mm-hmm. because we don't know, I mean, other than my DNA test. So that's what Juneteenth is, you know, it makes you reflect on that. And that's what, it's, it's more than that, of course. It's, that's my personal experience. But just re- remembering where we came from and then also the contribution that Blacks have had to America and mm-hmm. just the economy and um, culture. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's everyone's celebration Mm -hmm. that we were free and could be free and can contribute and be the best that we could be to this uh, country. So So I just wanted to make sure I shared that. 
Yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad you shared that personal story because that that must be really amazing to not be able to to trace your family history back beyond a certain point, but then to have this technology and identify a specific part of the continent of Africa where your your family, your ancestors, at least some of them, lived. What what does that mean for you? When I first learned that I was from Senegal, set over seventy four percent of my DNA was Senegalese. I felt complete. I remember just feeling like, wow, I know who I am. Because prior to that, I was Thiele from New Jersey. Like mm-hmm. people would, they would want to um, say, oh, where are you from? Are you Ethiopian? Are you this? Are you that? I'm like, no, I'm from East Orange, New Jersey. That's where I'm from. <laughs> and so although it was kind of sassy and, you know, trying to make them think that, no, don't imply that I'm from Africa just because I'm Black. Mm-hmm. There was a longing to want to know where I was from. Mm -hmm. And so it felt really good. I felt complete. And it's really difficult to describe. And so one of the things I want to do in this leadership role is offer the opportunity for people to do DNA testing. And so I've been exploring what would that look like with our benefits, um, if we could maybe even do a discount to offer the ability for people to have their uh, DNA testing done. And then we can talk about what they learned about themselves. I think that would be so much fun. I love that idea. I, I did uh, DNA testing myself. And, you know, I knew a little bit about my ancestry through family stories. But there is a certain point where once your family has been in this country long enough, you kind of you lose a little little piece of that. And I think learning about that, that part, you know, my ancestors came from Ireland and they came from Germany and they came from France. And that is, um, really does give you a sense of connectivity, not only with the people who might've come before you, but also when having conversations with other people. So, you know, when I can say, Hey, my ancestors came from these three places and you can say some of my ancestors came from Senegal. I think that's a really cool commonality that we can have together too to discuss those parts of our history and and how that fits into who we are today. It just really gives us another level of confidence, mm-hmm. self-awareness, self-esteem. Yeah. That we belong to, you know, we have a history and that we belong. You know, we belong to a group of people. Yeah. But prior to having my DNA test, the story in my family was we were from slaves mm-hmm. and we worked on cotton plantations. And that doesn't resonate Mm -hmm. with me. It doesn't have a lot of pride. You know, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like a second class citizen. But to know that now, right, Mm -hmm. know that my family came from Africa, we come from royalty, we come from Mm -hmm. creators of amazing buildings and just a beautiful people. When I found out I was from Senegal, I, I studied some of Senegal and just looked at the people and the pride that the people had. And, and I was just, I, it just took me to another level of feeling pride in myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so important for people to be connected to that part of their history. Yeah. It's, it's so, one thing to be able to say, yeah. Hey, there are so mm-hmm. many amazing things that have happened. I mean, first of all, Africa is, is a huge continent. It's hugely populated and it's filled with just thousands of people. So, you know, it's not a monolithic place, but to look at Africa or parts of Africa and to say really amazing pieces of history have happened here is one thing. And then to be able to look at it and say, and my ancestors were part of that must be just a really incredible feeling. 
It was, yeah. And I'll just that last thing I'll say about that is I felt like it was a gift to my children too. Yeah. Yeah. Because now I hear them, even though, you know, they never say things around their parents the way they say mm-hmm. around other people. But I hear them say, oh, we're from, you know, I'm Senegalese. I have Senegalese. Like they, I yeah. hear them bragging about it to their friends. But um, I'm grateful to be able to give them that awareness and give my family that awareness. I love that. Thank you for sharing so, that story. That's that's really cool. Thank you. So is there anything yeah. else you'd like to share about Juneteenth before we move on to our next topic? I like to share that we need to give people space to understand, although uh, it's definitely a celebration. I can only speak for myself. I need a few days to figure out what just happened this week. <laughs> because <laughs> in yep. that one minute, we know nothing about Juneteenth. No one's talking about it. Next minute is a federal yep. holiday. Everyone's asking questions. It's like it's been it's been a hundred it's, it's over a hundred years. Uh, Juneteenth has existed, yep. but now all of a sudden it's in the forefront, right? Mm-hmm. So I just would encourage people to do their own research. Don't ask all of your you know black friends how they feel about Juneteenth. Yeah, because like me, they may not know how they feel about this, right? Because. It's all, it's all happening really. They're very happy. I know most black people are very happy that it is a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. But there is this feeling of why now? Why did it take so long? Why didn't I know about it before? There's all these mixed emotions. So that's yeah. the last thing I'll say. And for those who are listening, just, you know, be aware and give us give black people some space to <laughs> to digest and yeah. give yourself some time to digest it too, because there's a lot of information, a lot going on. So that makes I'm gonna sense. take the take the yeah, I'm gonna take the spotlight off of Juneteenth and me for a second and I'll now I'm gonna ask you some questions if you don't mind. All right, let's do it. Yeah. So what I feel the same happens in June with Pride Month. Mm-hmm. We're moseying along through the year, and then we have this month. Oh, let's pay attention to the LGBTQIA plus <laughs> community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a gay friend. Let's talk to him. Or let's talk to her. <laughs> so, yeah. Zach, now to you. What is Pride Month? And uh, for those who don't know, how do you identify? Yeah, that's, um, that's a great month? question. So that's, boy, there's a lot to, lot to talk about there too. And um, yeah, so just kind of jumping right in. So I am, I'm an out gay man. I've been out for, uh, gosh, many more years than I would like to acknowledge um, on this podcast and give away my true age. Uh, And my pronouns are he and him. And you may see a lot of people adding things like their pronouns to their personal profiles, both in their personal life. And then also even here at Paychex, you'll see things like that. So uh, Pride Month is an annual celebration um, celebrated in the United States in June, but throughout the world in in different months, commemorating different dates that are important to their cultures and their countries. Uh, But here in the U.S., it's celebrated to uh, in June to commemorate the Stonewall riots of 1969. And um, you may have heard about the Stonewall riots a little bit. They're really what kicked off the modern um, LGBTQIA plus rights movement here in the United mm-hmm. States. Um, and it really, since then, it, it's kind of exploded. For the first couple of decades, it was really a grassroots movement. It was something that the um, queer community might celebrate individually or in pockets. But starting in the 80s and the 90s, it really came to 
uh, more of a national forefront and became more of a, a celebration. So it was first recognized by President Clinton in 1999. And since mm-hmm. then, it's something that um, we as a community, along with our allies, use to celebrate the experience of being LGBTQIA plus in the United States and, and what that means to us and um, what that means to our country. You know, we talked about with Juneteenth that Juneteenth is is an American holiday because Black history is American history. And it's really mm-hmm. it's something similar with pride. Um, you know, queer history in the U.S. is American history. It's just a piece of the puzzle, a piece of what makes all of us who we are. And it's an opportunity for us to bring that to the forefront, especially in a time where not every individual has the freedom to live their life openly and authentically. Wow. So well said. Thank you. Thank you. So why is it important that we focus on, in your opinion, on Pride Month? That's an interesting question. It it can be, it can be a really controversial topic for some people Mm -hmm. as well. And I think one thing that is important to understand about pride is it, it really is, it's not just a celebration of being LGBTQIA+ which I, I'm for shorthand, I'm, I'm often just going to refer to us as the queer community. Um, one okay, thing I think you. that, yeah, one, one thing that I think we have in common in um, all sorts of diverse communities is that language is something that's very important to us. So I'll say that some of the words I use might not necessarily be the words that everybody would use to describe themselves, but just for shorthand purposes, I'll be, I'll mm-hmm. be talking more about the queer community. So uh, Pride Month is it's really important because it's about visibility. Um, I think that in the last, especially in the last decade, but the last couple of decades, the queer community has made a lot of strides, um, especially here in the U.S., but in, in other places too, throughout the Americas, in Europe, in Asia Pacific. And, you know, we've obtained the right to marry legally. We've obtained the right to adopt children. We have protections for us in the workplace. But one thing that's easy to take for granted is that going back just a couple decades, even when I was coming of age, uh, when I came out, I was 17, those things really didn't exist. And so there was a time when pride really meant standing up, being who you are, being your authentic self, not only so that you could show the world who you were and that you're proud to be who you were, but also to do it on behalf of those who couldn't do it themselves. You know, not only now, uh, I mean, still there are many places in the world where being gay is punishable by very harsh, mm-hmm. um, harsh punishments. Uh, but throughout history too, you know, we all stand on the shoulders of everybody who came before us. And there are right. just an uncountable number of queer people throughout the history of the world who weren't able to live their lives. And so we can do that now. And, and we celebrate that. It's a celebration of, of being ourselves and a celebration of life, really. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was great. So the biggest question I get all the time, even though I will tell you, I'm I'm always hesitant to use the word queer. Yes. Because it seems like it has a negative connotation to it yeah. because it feels like you're teasing someone. Oh, you're queer. Oh, mm-hmm. you're, like it's kind of like saying you're strange. Mm-hmm. And I typically just say LGBTQIA plus or 
Um, but I'm going to practice saying queer. I just didn't want to insult people. And um, I think some people feel that way. So why, I'm just curious, why is queer so embraced, even though it somehow feels like a not very complimentary word, yeah. queer? Like, like, I just feel like you could tease someone saying that that would be the you know, that's a really important question. And and part of the answer there is that you're right. It it is it was used as a pejorative term for a very long time. You know, way way back when queer just meant sort of different or odd, maybe. And then for yeah, a while it became it became an insult. No oh no. That's I mean, when I was growing up, it was, you know, if you're talking about somebody and you say, Oh, they're queer, it was definitely not a uh, mm-hmm. compliment that you're giving them. But the thing about right. the the community, so it's LGBTQIA, which is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Um, The Q can stand for queer or questioning. I stands for intersex and A can be asexual, agender or ally. So that's a really wide umbrella of people. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it used to just say, okay, this is the gay community, but that often has the connotation of just referring to gay men and it doesn't represent the spectrum of who we are. Um, even LGBT, which is maybe more often shorthand, and that's something that I've used myself more recently, still doesn't refer to the full spectrum of people that we have in the community. So sometimes for shorthand, people who use the word queer are using it because it just refers to anybody who's different on the gender or, spe- or sexuality spectrum. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the most catch-all term we have to describe a group yeah. of people who are very diverse and beautiful and colorful. Wow. Won't it be great one day when we don't need to use all of these different titles? Yeah. just for <laughs> Because we all, it's, 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 there's so many intersections and that's what we practice in diversity and inclusion, this intersectionality, mm-hmm. because you have those, you know, a black person who is queer yep. and you have a ally who is black. You mm-hmm. have a Latinx person who's pansexual. I mean, there's so many levels of intersectionality. But I, you know, until we're at that place, we have to recognize all of the above. So, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, what were your thoughts on our recent LGBTQIA plus slash queer events this month in June? I am so excited and so gratified to see what we're doing here at Paychex. It's something that, you know, we were talking about it yesterday, you and I, and and I was kind of thanking you for all the work that you've done to bring these things to the forefront and bring these things to fruition. Um, So I'll say, having been with Paychex for 15 years, this was before marriage equality. It was before some of the recent decisions on on workplace discrimination. Um, I've always found Paychex to be a really open and accepting place for me. I've never felt at any point in my career that being gay was Um, anything other than just something that made me slightly different from folks, but everybody's a little bit, a little bit different. Now I know that, you know, I'm, I'm not speaking for everybody at Paychex at all. So obviously experiences are a little bit different. You talked about intersectionality and, you know, I'm a cisgendered white man. And so my experience is colored by both of those things as well. Um, But, but I always felt very accepted at Paychex. And then on top of that, seeing what we're doing over, over the last month over the last year or two to bring these things to the forefront, to have these communications, to have an affinity group on WebEx where we go through with LGBTQIA folks, including allies, and just talk about these issues all day long is 
a really amazing thing. And the folks that run that group, um, which, you know, I'm a member of, but I'm not at all one of the driving forces, the folks that, gosh, what do you call it? Um, when somebody. The Paychecks Rainbow Alliance. The, yeah, the, the Rainbow Alliance. Yep. And the folks that, that, <laughs> that maintain the Rainbow yeah. Alliance, they do a really, really great job with that. Moderators. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. The moderators. The moderators. I'm sorry. I job. thought you meant the name of the group. Oh, no. No, no, no. Well, okay. that was a but shameless a, plug to the Paychecks Rainbow Alliance. Big shout it? out to that group because there are some <laughs> awesome people on that yeah. group doing really amazing work. Yeah. All of our groups are so impressive. I just need to state publicly the Be Here Now group, the Women in Leadership group, the and IND committees, the Paychecks Rainbow Alliance. All of those groups are led by employees. And this is what this podcast is about, being intentionally inclusive, just really showing up with professional courage to say, how can I do the work around inclusion? How can I listen and really serve the communities within paychecks? And this is what we see with those leaders of those groups they have full-time jobs and they sacrifice their time to make sure that these groups run efficiently and have engaging topics and conversations. And um, I'm just looking forward to the podcast where this will probably be the last time you'll hear me talking as much um, to hear from other leaders from those groups and hear more from you, Zach, and more from our employees. We have 16,000 employees with diverse thoughts and ideas around inclusion and we are looking forward to the next the next podcast to really dig in deeper into microaggressions and what does it mean to be of diverse ability and to have diverse abilities so there's so many topics uh what are you thinking zach yeah i think um those are really great plugs so just to piggyback off that a little bit first if somebody did want to say join one of those affinity groups or learn more about all of all of the DEI topics at Paychex, where would they go to do that? Yeah, the very first thing you should do is go to the Inclusive Excellence website. And on that site, there's a group holding hands. And what do you do when you're in, in sports and you all put your hands in? Oh, you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> I know. I, I, don't know what about. I think you mean like a huddle, right? The huddle, that's it. That was almost that was almost the name of this podcast. So I should we should remember that. Um with a group of hands and a huddle, that's the join us now area. And you click on that and then there's a whole, uh, one sheet with the different groups you can join. So start there. You can start by reaching out to me and I am or email. Uh, but just start somewhere. Right? You reach out, if you reach out to one group on WebEx, you'll probably get to join other groups and hear about other groups. So if you want to be a part of the podcast, reach out. If you have a topic, reach out. I think that's just the bottom line, Zach. You just need to reach out. Yeah, reach absolutely. Out. Feel free to, to shoot me an, an email or mm -hmm. a message or give me a call or anything too, and I'd be happy to direct folks to the right place or talk a little bit about upcoming topics. And like I mentioned, Thiele and I did lay out kind of a loose outline of what we want this next year to look like. And um, that's really flexible. So let us know if there's something that you're really passionate about. You know, if you feel that you have a really unique perspective, um, something that you'd like to talk with us about, let us know. Shall we talk a little bit about what's coming up for next month? Yeah. 
That'll be okay. great. You, you, yeah. you go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. So uh, <laughs> next month in July, we are going to be celebrating as, as a country in the U.S., Americans with Disability Day. So we're going to be talking a little bit about some folks at Paychex who might belong to that group and their unique experiences, whether as um, people with disabilities themselves or as family members of people with disabilities or loved ones of people with disabilities. Um, I myself have a younger brother who has a, a disability, has muscular dystrophy. So I will um, look forward to talking about my experiences. But if anybody has anything that they feel like they'd like to contribute to that discussion, please let us know. We'd, we'd love to consider having you on. Yeah, and I just will give you a warning that I will be tapping some of you on the shoulder. So <laughs> if you don't volunteer, you will be tapped on the shoulder. But we're looking forward to, again, talking about disabilities. But I, I also want to... I've had a lot of people reach out to me around neurodiversity. Mm -hmm. And so looking at people who are on the spectrum, um, I have a grandson who is on the spectrum and other family members. And so that is an important topic to me. But I, a lot of our employees have made it clear that it's important to them, too. And so we'll talk mm -hmm. about neurodiversity and diversity in the workplace. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, disability, other disabilities in the workplace. And so looking forward to having a great blend of different levels of employees from within the organization. We're looking forward to having some of our executive leaders on this podcast, having these same type of conversations with all levels of employees. So really looking forward to how we're going to level the playing field around inclusion and really show um, that Paychex is the leader in inclusion in the workplace. So that's what we're going to highlight on this podcast. And I'm going to keep practicing saying intentionally inclusive. Um, yep. It's definitely a tongue twister, right? It's a little bit of a tongue twister. I didn't realize it until we started talking about it, but um, looking forward to uh, this. This was actually voted on by some of our committee members, voted for the name. And I love it because that's what it's about, being intentionally inclusive, which takes work, which takes investment, and we're committed to it. So any Final words, Zach, as we wrap up? No, I'd just um, like to thank you for, for, for uh, talking with me today and for having a really cool discussion about uh, Juneteenth and about Pride Month. And I'm um, really looking forward to talking more with members of the community out there. So thanks to everyone who uh, listened and for joining us today. Thank you. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.